Okay, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Business. Um, we are officially on our third episode, which is crazy to think about. Um, you know, we started this a few weeks ago, and we're just going to keep rolling with it. Uh, we have another great guest today. We have Steve Pies from Max Pies Furniture. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Um, we had a hit list of businesses, and you were right on that hit list. So, um, we knew Max Pies had a good story, and we want people to know it. Always nice to be on a hit list, I guess. It's a good hit list. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, so basically, the point of this podcast is to get your story and get the story of Max Pies Furniture, which I, lo- I know is a long history and um, lots of different family members involved. But um, let's start off there. How about we start off with, with your initial um, intro into the business? So I guess my initial intro into the business, uh, Max Pies, the man, was my great-grandfather. Um, I didn't know him well. I, I, I definitely remember interacting with him briefly as a kid. Um, I think he died in, in roughly 75 or 76. But uh, he was my great-grandfather. Um, the history of him coming over here, he, he came over from a place called Kaul in the Ukraine, somewhere in Russia, Poland border, if you will. And... Um, I have an Aunt Norma, who's my dad's sister, who's kind of the family historian, so she gives me a lot of the background there. But uh, I guess the Reader's Digest version is Max Pies comes over from the uh, from Russia uh, as a young boy uh, around 19, 18 years old, and uh, doesn't speak the language. There's some relatives uh, on the south side of Batavia where he ends up shacking up with. So as he's trying to make his way in his new land, um, he ends up becoming like a, a junk collector. He collected rags and bananas and junk and fixed it up. And he went around the south side with like a like a wagon. So then uh, fast forwarding a little bit, he, he kind of became a, kind of a well-known guy around uh, the area. And then before you know it, uh, he meets a woman named Anna Wartzman. And if anyone's familiar with Batavia and furniture, Wartzman Furniture is a relative to Max Pies. I love furniture. that little fun fact. A lot of people didn't know that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Anna Wartzman married Max Pies. And Harry Wartzman, who owns Wartzman's, is a great guy. He and my dad have a great relationship. I think Anna Wartzman was Harry's great aunt, but don't quote me on that. But there's obviously a, a family relationship. So they. So they get together, and before you know it, uh, Max now is got a horse and buggy, and he's making trips to like places like Medina and and wherever else in the area, just basically set, collecting stuff and selling stuff. A lot of times I've given these talks, I never talk too much about Anna. It's always been about Max Pies. But the one uh, story that, that's interesting about her is during a time in the early 1900s where women were, were essentially supposed to be in the kitchen and pregnant and, and you know, not really being involved in a business uh, aspect. Apparently one night he's out and his, his horse and buggy breaks down. It's raining and, and he's kind of ashamed to come home because he didn't make any money. And Anna... Uh, knew she had, you know, she had six kids, not at this time, but they had six kids in general. She knew that there was a neighbor that liked one of their chairs in their house. So she had one of her sons go get that neighbor. Neighbor comes in and buys the chair. Max comes home kind of ashamed and embarrassed, didn't make anything. And when he realized what she sold that chair for, it exceeded expectations. And he thought, you know what? I don't need to go out. We can do something from here. So that's kind of a little history about her because she apparently became known as someone that had a lot of salesmanship and uh, people around the neighborhood would have her sell things for them and she'd take like a small commission. 
But then Max Pies and Anna now get together. They're doing well. And this is the story that's kind of catapulted, I think, the business. Roughly around 1905, a guy approached Max Pies and said, uh, my wife just left me. I'm depressed. Everything in my house reminds me of her. I will sell you the whole house lot for $10. I don't know what the value of $10 was back in that day, but apparently they had to make a business decision as they talked it out. Sure enough, they buy all the stuff, hence the furniture business. Now now they, they, they end up building a place, their house is next door. And since 1905 to present day, even though they added onto the building, same location, and I am currently generation four to go into that business. Yeah, so, I was going to ask that as you were going is I knew their house was somewhere around there, but it was right next door to the Max Pies building that's there today. Yes, correct. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, bizarre to uh, look at that location in a in a residential neighborhood across from an elementary school in a dead end and find a retail furniture store that has been there for for roughly 116 years. So. Uh, sometimes when I see all the semis out there and the schools getting out I'm like, it, it looks like a three ring circus, but, um, there is a lot of longevity there. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. Then people walk in the door and they get another three ring circus when they come in the door, right? They get a lot. They get a complete mental ward when they walk in that door. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that quick history lesson. I mean, the story behind Max Pies is just so cool and it's, um, such a long family history and to have four generations of the pies family in there is just, um, an awesome thing. Uh, and now you got sons, right? I have two boys, Sean and Sam. Uh, Sean is graduating from Batavia high and Sam will be starting Batavia high. And the two of them actually have worked there on the payroll. So I guess theoretically you could say five generations have been on the payroll, but, uh, we'll see what they want to do with their life later on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is, um, it is kind of an outstanding tradition that um, I don't know too many businesses that have been around five generations, at least in this area. I'm sure there's probably a few out there. But. Well, I mean, you think about it, really, it's like, and one of them just recently closed, but like Roxy's Music. Rose Cacamus was a great yeah. lady. You know, um, Oliver's, and that's and that's gone down a couple different ways, but all in the same, you know, general family. Well, I don't know if that's five generations. Oh, five no. Back. Yeah. Yep. There's, yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. Like, Cars and you mentioned Wurtzman's and some things like that. Uh, polka dot goes back to maybe the fifties. That's not about right. Yep. Um, as far as Batavia, other long ones, um, can't think of too many. It's just it's such a cool story. Um, where do you think you guys find like your niche in the community? You know, um, I would probably just we've when I came in as Generation Four. Uh, I think it's important. I'm a fan of tradition and, and longevity and, and principles and values, but I think it's always important to to be adaptful and have an open mind, especially as we go forward in the future. But I didn't have to pound the pavement. I mean, that name, that uh, longevity had been there long before I walked in that door. So um, the fact that everybody before me kind of you know laid the framework out, I didn't have to do much to try to sell the name or everyone knows where we are. Um, I guess, uh, the fact that we just keep going forward and it's the same family, um, you know, we, we, we try to create a, a bridge of people just to come in our store to create a relationship with them. And that has transpired over so many years. I, I've had many people come in and say, I used to work with your, your grandfather, Sam, and your great grandfather, Max, and your great uncle Jake. And 
to see those people come in and talk about their experiences there when they first got married and now their kids or their grandkids are buying stuff there. So I really think our, our niche, if you will, is just the fact that we're still there and the longevity and it's really just about uh, just being part of the community. Um, you know, we obviously corporate America plays a big part in business today and we never tried to really become that that click it and ship it type of business. But at the same time, we do have a web presence. We have kind of, you know, uh, adapted a little bit to the future. But at the end of the day, I still feel that we're still kind of that old school, come on in, get to know us a little bit and yeah. work with you. And for anybody that doesn't know out there, um, I helped Max Pies with their social media page for about, what, 18 months, Steve, I'd say. Fantastic job. Yeah. Um, and it was a fun experience because if anybody doesn't know uh, Steve's dad, Phil Pies, um, he likes to do some some really goofy, entertaining advertising. I'm sure everybody remembers the videos from uh, the what late '80s, early '90s into the 2000s. Um, gorilla suits, um, furniture man, of course. I yeah, I actually that's gonna be my question. Like, what, tell us about. I'm curious about two things about furniture man. You know, the origination. What 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 made that happen? And the second thing, you know, and I, I think I, you know, you were a year or two ahead of me, Octavian. I think your your sister graduated with me in my class. But, you know, I'm curious, like, did he ask your permission or did he say, hey, guys, I'm going to do this? What do you think? Because it's going to, you know. I do know the answer to that question. Um, and I'm glad you brought up my sister. So my sister, Natalie, class of 89, graduated with Eric. Um, there was a Doritos commercial in the late 80s. And it had this guy uh, with black curly hair and he was just a goofy looking guy. And it was to sell Doritos and he became Nacho Man, not like the song Macho Man from the village people. This guy became Nacho Man. And (laughs) and my my sister, a lot of times my dad, we'd have Doritos around the house in the 80s. It was kind of a big thing and he'd be eating stuff and. He was always kind of a goof at times. And um, she said, you know what? You 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 could become furniture man. Um, so I that's didn't know where, she created that is, it. That is yeah. where it kind of stemmed from, you know, at furniture, furniture man. You know, uh-huh. So that's kind of where it stemmed from. Um, my dad is a character and a half. Uh, it's hard to describe him in, you know, in the short time that we have. But he's certainly the face of the franchise. Um, he has been in Batavia a long time. He's, he's a very well-known figure. He's a very charitable guy. Um, our, our relationship at times working in a family business can be toxic. Um, but he's a super guy. Uh, he's done a lot for this community and, and without question, um, he, you know, he is generation three has, has still kept the, the lifeblood there going strong for so many years. So, uh, he's 78 now and he's still there roughly 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. I I was kind of bummed because they have this nice little slide deck over here that I was going to put. I have a furniture man MP3 that I was going to play, but I guess I'll just have to go and put that. I'll edit it in. So right now is going to be the, the 10 second furniture man uh, clip. Yes. Uh, furniture, furniture man. I'm going to be a furniture into furniture boy. Do not I uh, see now you're gonna okay. get Steve mad. He doesn't yeah. like furniture boy. No, I, it's not that I don't <laughs> like furniture boy. This is part of the story. So yeah, so when I first came in, we did a TV commercial and we were gonna do the parody of the superheroes, and he says, You're gonna be furniture boy. He didn't he didn't ask me, he told me <laughs> I'm gonna be furniture boy. And um, you know, I always say I guess sometimes you have to take one for the team. 
And um, I did take one for the team. And then uh, before you know it, um, I would see my friends around town or the guys I play hockey with, yeah. whoever. And I, I'm not Steve anymore. I'm Furniture Boy. Yeah, so furniture boy. kind of a tough title to take, but um, I've come used to it. I'm, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. I can accept it. And for this younger generation that may have not seen that, go go Google it up on YouTube or something and, and you can find it. Just type in <laughs> Furniture Man versus Furniture I, Boy. I think it's safe to say you were more comfortable with your dad being Furniture Man. Than you were with you being furniture boy. That would be correct. Yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's a furniture baby video out there. There too, is that- a furniture baby. Uh, there's also one known as the slasher. Um, he had a little sword and a cape. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff you might find on YouTube out there. Uh, I guess uh, beware. I, I was actually really you know bummed, but it never worked out the way I wanted it to. But when I was doing social media for Max Pies, Paul Figlo came over. Actually, it might have been you. One of you guys came over with a bag full of VHS tapes and said, oh, here's all our old commercials. Get them on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Plug the VHS tape into the computer and, and get it on Facebook. And it just it never went down the path of going over to wherever and getting it onto an MP3 or MP4 or whatever. We'll get those on DVD. We'll make that happen. Yeah, Tom the- Brown, who was a big part of uh, Cablevision back in the day, he did a lot of that stuff. So there's still a lot of that stuff that's archived. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, we'll switch it up here a little bit. How about we talk about your um, time at the business? Uh, you know, the the very beginning and then where you are now. So I, uh, I grew up, I was actually born, my dad was in the Air Force. I was born in Sacramento, California, but I, I've lived in Batavia since I was, uh, I think I came over when I was like one and a half or two years old. So I grew up in Batavia. I went to Batavia High School. Um, I loved growing up here. Uh, great friends, great community. I'm excited that my kids grew up here. But I actually, I took a different path. Uh, you know, my dad went in the Air Force. He went to college, uh, Air Force, then came right into the business. I went, you know, after high school, college, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, I ended up becoming a blackjack dealer on a cruise ship, Carnival Cruise Lines. And then um, I was seeing the world. I got to see a lot of, I got to go to Europe. I got to the Caribbean, uh, Helsinki, Finland. I, I was kind of all over the place. And as I was trying to just find my path, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was gone 11 years. I ended up in Reno, Lake Tahoe, Las Vegas. And uh, my first son, Sean, was born in Las Vegas. And um, at the time, it didn't seem like the greatest place to raise a family. And I always knew I had this opportunity to come back. And I hate, it sounds so cliche to say like a light bulb went off, but it, it was just kind of that, that point where we had this, you know, our, 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 a child. And I always knew the memories I had of Batavia. And um, my wife, Lisa, who was from Mississippi at the time, I said, do you think you'd like to go back to Western New York? And we could kind of raise our family there. And she was all in. So that was kind of my path of how I ended up coming into the business. There were many times during those years that, I didn't think I wanted it or I didn't think I was going to come back, but, um, I loved coming back. I love being back. Uh, I love the fact that my kids were able to grow up here. Um, still are growing up here for that matter. Um, it's, it's a tough business. It's definitely a grind, but at the same time, um, it's been in my family for so long and I, I have, I do feel comfortable there. I'm very appreciative of the fact that I had the opportunity to come back here and really, uh, it's been kind of a bizarre year, obviously, and where we're at right now. But um, I've kind of been in day-by-day mode for quite some time. But I do enjoy being back. That's kind of the the route that I took as far as coming back. But um, I do, 
I, I do enjoy what I do. It is challenging at times, but uh, like I said, I, I do feel fairly stable and happy being back in Batavia. How's business been the past year and a half? I mean, without going into too much detail. The, um, during a global pandemic of COVID-19, the furniture business went kaboom. Um, it, it, you hate, almost hate saying that because there are many businesses that, that went out, they're done. Um, they had to close up and, you know, it was kind of bizarre, I guess, but people couldn't, they couldn't really travel. They couldn't do things. So they, they took the money and they put it in their house. And, um, it has been a challenge keeping up. It's almost been a blessing and a curse at the same time. We have people still waiting for for a lot of goods and commodities, as you guys know, have been challenging during this past year, but business, uh, it's always been a cyclical business for the most part, but this past year and a half has been really off the charts, busy, nonstop. Um, we've been mainly focusing on the customers that have bought stuff last year and just trying to get goods and services, get it in their house. So uh, I know everything is cyclical. It'll, it'll die down again at some point. But um, as far as this past year, it's been very, very busy. Yeah, and we're very appreciative of everybody that still continues to stay local uh, to continue to shop there and build relationships there as yeah. well. And you guys kind of had like a little reset there, right? You were closed for a little bit right at the very beginning. We were closed two months, which uh, I came from the casino business where casinos never close. Max Pies reminded me of a casino. We never close except for like Jewish holidays and Christmas. Um, we're always open and we were literally closed down for two months. And, and to be quite honest with you, um, I really enjoyed the kind of reset, if you will, uh, I was able to to be, kind of be a stay at home dad. Um, my wife Lisa was working at Target at the time, and she was uh, deemed essential. So I we kind of had role reversal a little bit, but um, it was a little, little reset. I think everybody had a time just to realize there's a lot more to, to life than retail furniture and business, and it was nice to kind of reset and come back kind of with a new attitude. And at the same time, we were proactive behind the scenes as far as getting some stuff in and getting set up. So when we were able to reopen, we were ready to go. Ready? Yeah. So the end of this every every day, every time we do this, uh, we're going to have what I call the final four. Quick hit of four questions um, for each guest. So the first one, what was your first car? Chevy Impala. It was my dad's. Big blue one? It was kind of like a... A gold. Had an MTV bumper sticker on it, too. Nice. There you go. What is your favorite vacation spot? I would say Southern California, San Diego or LA. LA. San Diego this week would be a perfect spot to be. My mom's side of the family is from San Diego, so I love Southern California. I was going to say, you still got some family out there, right? I do. Yeah. Well, with the U.S. Open. Oh, Tory. Nice. It's a nice spot to yes. be right now. Tory Pines. Yeah. This will this will be on later, so they won't know that, but. We could probably see the future and tell them who won. <laughs> That's right. Um, last book you read? The Power of Positive Thinking by, I think, Norman David Peel. Is that, I think that's the author. I think so. Yeah. And the last one. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Besides Furniture Boy. <laughs> you know, that. I think it's... I've had that, that question come up before we talked, but I guess... The knee-jerk reaction is to be able to fly, um, which, the cape. yeah, I mean, that I didn't mean to go there with the super uh, furniture boy, but 
I think the reason uh, fly just because you could have so much more accessibility to see so much of the world. Um, so I thought about being able to breathe underwater as well, because there's a whole other world under the oceans. But I would probably go with fly. Well, we'll do it just like the video is put a fan in front of you, put a cape on you. Nobody will know the difference. Whatever you think. All right. Whatever works. You good with your final four? Is that the final final four? four. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you very much, Steve Pies, for coming in. We appreciate all of your interesting stories about the business and uh, your history there. So um, that's it for Behind the Business Round 3.